Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, those of you that have been following this podcast for a while, you'll know that I've been very vocal about the need to widen South Africa's agricultural export markets beyond the existing regions. And I've made that point because we are in this drive in South Africa to expand agricultural production. And I've made the point to say, look, if we are expanding production, this has to be followed up by the export markets. Because if one looks at our sector at the moment, we are exporting about half of what we produce in value terms. Uh, So the domestic market doesn't really have that much capacity to absorb new production that is coming up, which is why we need to expand the export markets. Some of the countries that I've really outlined and championed was the widening of the exports to India, uh, China, Bangladesh, Saudi Arabia, South Korea. These are just some of those markets where if you talk to any agribusiness or farmers in South Africa, they will tell you that they're very much interested in seeing their products going into those markets. Uh, and, and and this is what the South African policymakers, uh, to a large extent, have also been focusing on. If you speak with people at the DTIC, the people in the Department of Agriculture, they're starting to get this message that the private sector wants these markets and we have to strengthen the focus um, in, into them. And of course, these are markets where the population, to an extent, is growing and also the levels of income. Uh, that they will be able to absorb some of the products that South Africa is able to offer. If you look at the composition of South Africa's agricultural exports, at the top you will see fruits like citrus, apples, avocados, grapes, nuts. It's it's a bunch of uh, fruits and then followed by wine, maize, uh, beef. But going forward, we want to expand the exports largely for beef, uh, fruits, vegetables to an extent, and wine. Those are the products that I think we have the capacity to actually expand uh, the exports on. But those are also the products that if you talk to those that are looking at the production level domestically, there is an interest to say, how do we widen the production of these exports? The domestic focus is clear because if you're producing fruits and vegetables, these are also labor-intensive as much as they are high-value. And South Africa wants to use agriculture to ensure that there's employment creation, there's value in communities. That's why there's focus on that. In the beef industry, there's so much capacity. There's about uh, a third of our uh, cattle head that is sitting with smallholder black farmers and not yet in food production. The idea then is to say how to improve genetics there and over time ensure that that is integrated into the formal value chain. And that will also then involve widening exports and all other things, which is why that, that focus on beef also is very important um, on ensuring that we widen the export markets. Now, if you look at South Africa, we've talked about then the widening export markets in these areas, but we've also made the point that we need to retain the existing export markets. If you look at the existing export markets, you'll know that the EU is very important to us and it's been topical. Even in some of the podcasts that we've done uh, here, we talked about the EU and its protectionist tendencies in our citrus industry, for example. And Asia is one of those markets, particularly the likes of Japan, South Korea, some of the growing markets at which we're participating in. We're saying, okay, you add then the China and the other markets to ensure that we retain and grow that market. 
the market that we haven't talked much and it's very important for us is the African continent. The African continent is our largest market uh, as South Africa's agriculture. And in fact, if you were to look at the 2022 South African agricultural exports, they were valued at about $12.8 billion. That was up 4% from the previous year and a record number. And it wasn't just a price issue. Even if you had to look at the volumes, the volumes were really great. Now, the African continent on that comprised about 37%. Uh, it was the largest, followed, of course, by Asia, EU, uh, and the rest of the other markets. Uh, the UK is one of the single most important country that is our export market. But, of course, then the US and the others, um, they, they form part of that. But the African continent wasn't just the story of 2022. If we were to look over the past five years and you average the annual exports on that, you see that each year, on average, about 38% of our exports went to the African continent. So that means that the African continent has remained an important market for South African ex exports. And unlike the composition of our agricultural exports to other countries, which are usually fruits, beef, like I was saying, wine, wool, the African continent maize is largely most years the leading product uh, that goes to, 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 to the African continent. And of course, it's followed by some fruits like apples. Um, and then you will see fruit juices, uh, prepared foods, animal feed, wheat, sunflower oil, soybean oil, soybean oil cake, and some alcoholic beverages. That's largely the composition of South Africa's agriculture and food uh, exports to the African continent. The leading markets are also largely, in fact, within the SADC region. I would say with the exception of Nigeria, you'll find that uh, most of the markets are within the SADC, which is the Southern Africa Development Community. This is a free trade zone, which, of course, then it offers South Africa a greater access on that. The proximity of some of these countries does play a certain advantage because these are nearby countries. Infrastructure, we're able to ship these products rather than, say, somewhere in the northern parts of the East Africa community uh, where there could be some difficulties, or in West Africa, uh, far that side where there could be some difficulties. But if you look in these markets, then to say where which countries are, are really taking a lot of these, absorbing these South African products, Botswana, Namibia, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, um, Lesotho, Eswatini, uh, Zambia, Angola, Mauritius, and of course, Nigeria. Those are some of the markets that have absorbed the South African products um, a lot over the past few years. So we really need then uh, to think about saying, how do we retain these markets? In as much as we're searching for other markets, retaining Europe, but we should never turn a blind eye on these African markets because they are very important, which is in fact the purpose of this podcast to, to highlight the importance of the African markets are for South Africa to say as much as we want to retain the EU, grow the, 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 the Asian markets, grow elsewhere, uh, but we also have to pay attention on saying how do we mend relationships within the, the, the African markets as well as South Africa. And this is a message not only for government officials, but agribusinesses, traders, and all of the various businesses. Because if we don't do uh, the relationship maintenance in some of these countries, we'll end up in a situation like what we had in 2022, where you had Namibia, and uh, Botswana, 
suddenly blocking the imports of vegetables from South Africa. And of course, that was a bad policy from their part. It had negative implications for their consumers um, and not well thought out and in line with the spirit of the regional uh, trade. But I do understand where they were coming from because they were raising the whole point about the need to boost their domestic production and all of those things. But I think we have to have a continuous conversation with our neighboring countries in maintaining this relationship so that we understand what each country's priorities and how we're setting up uh, the, the trading activity as neighbors, as the regional uh, side, and as South Africa is as important and a big player in this region. And in the near term, if you step away from the broad trade policy dynamics and, and stats and the trends, there's is even going to be a more push uh, if you think about the 2023-24 season in African uh, region. Because what I'm getting from early reports that are coming from various analysts in these countries is that um, the production conditions aren't as good if you think about Zimbabwe, Zambia and Tanzania. Um, the lower usage of fertilizer in some of these regions uh, has led to a decline in yield potential. Uh, FuseNet has also released a report uh, early last month in which they were talking about dry and hot weather conditions affecting crops in southern Angola, in Zimbabwe, and Mozambique, and somewhere in northeastern Madagascar. They were also saying, look, the crop conditions aren't as good um, on that. So we will be looking to see what the yields were. They were largely focusing on grains in their reports, but I gather we pretty much see similar conditions in vegetables and the other crops. And if that is the case, then the question comes to be, can South Africa supply if there is a gap that will exist? And I think South Africa will. We've had a good season. I've made the point in the previous segments that this year, for example, if you look at South Africa's grain production, we are expecting a big crop of just over 19 million tons. Uh, if you look at all of the grains, and it's up 5% from the previous season. So that means that we'll have over 3 million tons of maize for exports. We'll also export a bit of soybeans and a soybean product. And in fact, if you look at the composition of those products that the African continent typically export, imports from South Africa, like wheat, maize, animal feed, prepared foods, wine, fruit juices, soybean oil, sunflower oil, We'll have a bit more of that to push to the African continent or export to the African com continent. So the coming season, that would be good. But what we need to do as South African agribusinesses and government is to always ensure that we maintain a positive relationship with our neighbors, not only just in terms of the diplomatic side, but there is continuous engagement from those of us who are in private sector with our friends um, in the region and not only maintain relationship with the EU. Uh, in the coming years, this region is going to remain very important uh, for our trade as South Africa. That's it, uh, colleagues, for, for, for the week. I wanted to just make these uh, points, folks, uh, for, for this week. And uh, my name is Wandile Sihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria, South Africa. If you want to read a bit more about some of the things I write, you can check my blog, wandilesihlobo.com. I'll put the link on the description of this podcast. And some of our work is on the organization that I work for, in their website, this is uh, www.agbiz.co.za. It's the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with another segment next week.